This is the Dealer News Today podcast, the podcast for automotive executives and the professionals who support them. Hey there, folks, and welcome to Dealer News Today, the hottest podcast in the automotive dealership industry, the award-winning podcast. Yes, so I appreciate you listening, and I appreciate you being here. Make sure you follow DNT on Instagram at Dealer News Today. And for all past episodes, dealernewstoday.com is where it's at. As usual, I'm your host, Derek D. Yep, the same dude who hosted Fastlane Daily for nearly a decade. For more information on me and my social media, head over to DerekD.com. All right. Our guest today has so much experience in this industry and a lot of wise things to say. His father literally started a business out of the trunk of his car in the 50s. And fast forward to now, there are many, many, many locations all over Arkansas. So I'm honored to have my guest, the very successful Larry Crane Sr., owner of Crane Automotive Holdings. Welcome to the show, Larry. Nice to meet you, man. Nice meeting you. Good. Yeah. So where are you from originally? Are you born and raised in Arkansas? Uh, Yes. I have a favorite deal of saying I'm from Crosby, Arkansas, which is a little community. Oh, it's not really much community. It's just outside of Searcy, Arkansas, which is just north of Little Rock. And so my favorite deal is telling I was born in a home out there, only child. No running water, no indoor toilet, no heated by wood stove, and list wow. of long range on a battery-operated radio. Wow. <laughs> really? That's my story. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's kind of amazing, and I'm sure it's one hell of a story. So tell me a little bit about the history of Crane Automotive, because I think it's cool how you stayed in that area and you know have given back to the community as well. And started with just your father selling things and repairing stuff out of his car, and then it was a van. Then I think it turned into a garage, then eventually a huge 10,000 square foot headquarters in 1966, and then tons of locations all over Arkansas, and the rest is history, as they say. So speak to that a little bit. Well, I, I'll start off with this because you've kind of summarized all of that, but whenever we moved to Searcy from where I started, uh, my dad started, he and my mother had an eighth grade education. Wow. They started, he started in what I call the precursor to the convenient food store. <laughs> it was a, just a service station, grocery store combination. We lived in the back. And then later after he got out of, uh, sold out of that. And he, he, at some point along the line, when I guess when I was um, high school or, or junior high, he started selling uh, Anderson's BC powders and tire patches and a little bit of that kind of stuff out of the back of his car. So wasn't and, it wasn't mainly automotive stuff at first. It was just all kinds of things. Right. It was just very little automotive tire patches and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then whenever he uh, later, he uh, used his garage, he, we built on or they built onto the, our house and and a garage, and that was his warehouse. Wow. And then I wow. was fortunate enough to go to the University of Arkansas, got a uh, degree in accounting, uh, moved to after graduation to Little Rock and passed the CPA exam and practiced there for three years. Hmm. And then as a part of that, I always wanted to be in business for myself. And my dad said he was going to retire. He was about 42 or three at the time. I don't can't imagine what he was going to do, but he said he was going to do that. Wow! He had grown. <laughs> he had two two trucks and and two people that worked with him, and they sold out of the back of the trucks. And so I 
he when he said that, I said, well, wait a minute. I wanted to get started in business. And so how about if I come back and and let's go into business together? And somehow I talked him into that and we built that 10,000 square foot big. Ah. And so so I started with him in that. And then my mother died early based on today's life histories. And oh, wow. she died at 59 and my dad stayed for a couple of years. And so as I got in and then he, I bought him out. He uh, really, he was just, like I said, what we would call a general merchandise sales out of, out of his truck. And so as, as I got involved, I started to see that the gross grosses and auto parts were much better than selling Rolades and that kind of thing. And <laughs> I started moving toward more and more automotive. And in 1977, we um, we got appointed to be a what was Autolite, but then after it changed to Motorcraft Distributorship for Ford Motor Company, and we called on car dealers, and uh, we also um, became an AC Delco distributor and sold G GM stores. Grew all of that over the years to the where we operate in about six or seven states. Wow. Mainly in the areas around Arkansas, like Tennessee, Mississippi, um, Oklahoma, Texas, Missouri. As we grew that and called on uh, all of these different GM and Ford dealerships and other car dealerships for that matter. Uh, my son got out of college and had a, a accounting degree. And whenever he came back, he met a girl, uh, that her granddaddy was known to be a car dealer, a big car dealer in Arkansas. And they were thinking about selling out. We didn't end up buying that, but we started looking. We ultimately bought our first Ford store in Benton, Arkansas in 1991. Oh, okay. So with a little nudge from your son, uh, the first dealership you guys actually bought was until 1991. Oh, that's pretty interesting. And we weren't, we had no dealership experience. <laughs> and so Ford required us, you know, they wouldn't let you be a dealer principal with no, no experience. So we had to go hire uh, someone to run the store. And we did. And he was, a, as I, I'm, always saying he was known for pushing the metal across the curb. And so that's what Ford was looking for. Somebody to sell more, more units. Uh, Ford came to him and us about buying a store in Collierville, Tennessee. And so we had two stores up until I guess 1999, uh, 2000, we sold our automotive parts business to O'Reilly because we had evolved into being a uh, distributor as well as having our own stores. We had 15 or 16. Oh, wow. So you had the two dealerships, but that original 10,000 square foot uh, facility or warehouse that you opened in the 60s was parts and stuff. And that turned into about 15 or 16 parts stores that you eventually sold to O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. We we grew that location to, out of I'd say maybe twenty five thirty thousand square feet. But in nineteen ninety two, we relocated that to 
North Little Rock and built a new warehouse facility down there would be comparable. In fact, O'Reilly occupies it today and, and distributes to some of their stores out of that location. Huh, that's pretty cool. Then it coincided with the time that we sold the Ford store and uh, we sold that to Penske, UAG. Mm-hmm. So whenever we did that, we were able to get the Kia franchise and Kia had two products. The, um, oh, it was the uh, the Sportage and- The Sportage uh, and the Facia, uh Sophia. Sophia, yeah. And and back then, yeah. Kia was not known to be very good cars <laughs> back then. Exactly. And I sometimes say we had to keep them together with Band-Aids. And so, <laughs> yes, but <laughs> it's amazing today what Kia oh, has evolved. Them and Hyundai, as, yeah. Yeah. And then we bought Chevrolet over in Little Rock. And and, and then we did a deal and traded uh, Penske, uh, our Ford store in Benton for Ford in Little Rock and Jacksonville. And then we bought a Buick GMC store in Conway. And so I'll kind of stop there because that's getting into our, I'll call it our current history. Well, quite the history it is indeed. And, you know, the experience you have for sure is just endless. So how many rooftops does Crane have now? Oh, I have to count up. Uh, I think I counted 23. Wow. What's uh what's your daily driver? What do you drive? I'm I'm currently driving a, a Genesis G90 and I love it. Oh, those are really nice. Yeah. Those you know when Hyundai you know, when they made that switch to Genesis being its own brand. Um I mean the Genesis was always a nice car when they started making it, yeah. but yeah, now those things are they're they're beautiful. I mean they're pure luxury cars and what you get in that as compared to a Mercedes or BMW for the price point, you know, it's it's pretty amazing. So let me let me ask you. I know you've worked with your son and things like that. I'm just curious. I always asked people this who uh, work in the industry with family. Do you find that easier or not easier? <laughs> oh me, I'm gonna have to be careful what I say here. <laughs> uh, I I don't. I, I just recently uh, bought my youngest son out. He was the last family member we had, and uh, I'll say it this way. Based on my history, which obviously is a long history, and I don't like to talk about my age because I want to. I, I feel like I'm, I act like I'm forty, but I'm actually eighty. And wow. so, Jeez. Yeah. and so I, <laughs> so I really my all these years I went through. I was planning for family and and my estate. Different as as you start off with nothing and you end up it's starting to accumulate and then you have to think but especially if you come from my background where i was a practicing cpa and you're aware of the state taxes and all these kind of tax implications you deal with today and so i what i've learned is and it's taken a long history i would not recommend Hmm. that family do business together really that's it's sad in a lot of ways but it creates so many problems. And I'm now of the opinion that it's best for your children if they actually go out on their own and do their own thing. And then there's not a conflict of, well, I, I want to be in, I want to run this. I want to be in charge. And that's right, some yeah. of the things I ran into. And with my history being 
I sometimes refer to myself as a control freak. Whenever if you're a control freak, that doesn't work too well, especially if you don't want to quit. Yeah, that's that could be tough. You know, it's interesting when I ask that question to to businesses, you know, on on the show that that work with their family, and they, you know, they say there's like a some say just like what you said. You know, it's uh, kind of at this point, you know, looking back, I probably you wouldn't recommend it, but. Some people say, you know, it's good in some ways and bad in the uh, in in other ways too. So there's, you know, there's kind of a, a give and take there. But that's an interesting take, and and I think a lot of people, you know, believe that too. Not just in automotive industry in any business, you know, that's a tough thing to deal with, especially when because uh, then you're getting feelings involved because it's family members, and you don't want to mix that with business sometimes, you know. Right, and then you get <laughs> new wives and new children and grandchildren and you can imagine how yeah. that can start to yeah that's eat. for sure how many uh how many kids do you have uh, i have three three boys three boys and then probably have a bunch of grandkids too yeah I, i've got uh nine grandchildren oh wow that's uh that's a lot of grandkids for sure <laughs> well congrats on that but let, let me ask you this what was one challenge that arose for you through the pandemic? Obviously, you know, COVID, that was a challenge in itself. But what was something business-wise that you had to adjust for and overcome? My first thought whenever, in fact, I was on, I was uh, out of the country on a, on a vacation. And when they announced it, and I, on the, I came back, I have a home in Florida. And so I came back here because the first thing I learned was there is that warm weather was supposed to be better for being able to avoid it. And so my first thought was, well, we won't sell a car for the near future. Yeah. And of course I was, I I, I can't, even though I've dealt with it, I can't explain it. (laughs) And I'm sure maybe some others feel the same way, Yeah. but as a consequence and because of what all evolved and sometimes I refer to it as, as what the, government did as far as subsidies, et cetera, you know, we've had the best earning years that we've ever had. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, in the beginning, no one knew what the hell was going on. And a lot of dealerships, you know, closed down at first, but <laughs> what a turnaround, huh? I mean, it'd been the most profitable in over a decade. And that's with all the inventory issues and all that stuff. We've, we've been blessed. Yeah. That, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing. Were you always a car guy? Have you, did you always love cars when you were young, growing up or anything, or you just fell in love with the business? Because as, as you explained before, the business kind of didn't start directly with cars. It kind of morphed its way into, into that. So, yeah, were you always a car person? You know, I'll, I'll say no, not really. <laughs> I'll relate to you. My first car was a 55 Chevy, and I nice. think I paid $500 for it. I paid for it out of, as I recall, out of mowing lawns and that kind of stuff. And and I coveted back then a 57 Chevy convertible. That's pretty cool. And and so that was, but I never had, I well, I ultimately got one, uh, an antique one back in the 80s or someplace in there. <laughs> I bought one at an antique auction deal. And so, uh, so really, no, I'm not, a, I don't want to drive fast. I like <laughs> to go to races i guess nascar yeah yeah i like going to that kind of stuff but cars don't (laughs) (laughs) are not that that meaningful to me i enjoy more doing business than i do thinking about having a special car 
I am really enjoying that G90, but other than that. Yeah. Know. Well, you know, it, it, that's a, that's a good, honest answer. You know, I mean, it's, it, it doesn't mean you, you know, you're obviously, you know what you're doing business wise in the automotive industry. You have plenty of dealerships. And um, one last question before we get going, uh, how, how involved are you still in the day to day? Are you, you know, Monday through Friday, you know, going to your dealerships and everything, or are you kind of well <laughs> more relaxed at this point? I, I would probably answer your question this way. I, I have spent very little time. I, in the first couple of years that we had car dealerships, I spent my days at the, at the dealerships, but I also, we still had our automotive parts distribution business at the time. And so I was watching after that as well. And, and so, but even whenever I first got out of college and started, I started buying real estate and doing those kind of things. So I've been involved in a number of different, different things, some of which have turned out really well and some of them not so good. That's business. <laughs> uh, we, yeah, we have like seven radio stations as well. And, oh yeah. Crane media. I saw yeah, that. That's yeah. interesting too. So it mainly radio stations. Yes. Uh-huh. Wow. And then we have, and we have, a number of real estate, some, a lot of which are dealership properties. And whenever I've sold a property in the past, I've kept the real estate. And so my time is spent. I have a, uh, a COO, uh, Barton Hankins, who was, uh, grew up in the, in the car business, uh, was, and he was with, uh, auto nation and Sonic and, and 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 uh, Van Tile, I'm sure you've heard of those yep. names. <clears throat> and whenever Van Tile sold out to uh, Berkshire, he stayed with them for a number of years and then decided to get out. And I was looking for someone to take over and run all of our dealerships that was really more hands-on and more, and to be quite honest, more knowledgeable than I am. Huh. And so he. He's been with us since um, January of 19, and he's been doing a, what I would call a fantastic job. And he would be someone that I, if you really wanted to get down into the weeds about car dealerships and how they operate, he'd be a good interview. Yeah, well, maybe we'll talk to him as well. But uh, I thought this was great. You know, Larry, I appreciate you coming on the show and talking to me. It was kind of cool taking a trip down memory lane with you and getting the history of you and your family and crane automotive and uh i appreciate you coming on the show thank you so much happy to have done it same here that was larry crane senior the owner of crane automotive holdings and he's loving his g90 interesting guy for sure for more information on crane automotive head over to craneteam.com that's c-r-a-i-n and that will do it for this episode follow dnt on instagram at dealer news today i'm derek d DerekD.com for all my stuff Thanks for listening, everybody, and until next time, this is Dealer News Today.